Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. thousand times a day and we're always on top of our workouts and our food was perfect and everything was just perfect as far as like that goes for about three months I had gone so hardcore I was working out and burning like 1500 calories a day maybe eating a thousand I was working out twice to three times a day fasted cardio in the morning for an hour and then I would go back to the gym for a minimum of two hours to four hours doing classes and so I took one addiction to another. So I took a body dysmorphia addic- addiction and took comparisons and just telling myself how fat I was, how ugly I was, how who could love me. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name's Olivia. <clears throat> it always reminds me of the Book of Mormon, the hello, oh. my name is Elder <laughs> I want to see that so bad. I've listened to some of the music. It sounds a little dicey, but I've heard it's really amazing. Um, and I'm the creator of Olivia Corinne, a blog, a podcast, and a free editing resource for all creatives. And across from me is Lisa. Browser. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm also a creative, a mom. I'm expecting woohoo. A wife, (laughs) (laughs) my current obsession, this was a while ago. Remember when it snowed? (laughs) I was loving the snow. I haven't seen you in in like a bit. I know. Oh, I didn't see my current obsession. And we recorded this a while ago. Yeah. Wait, what's your current obsession? Um, uh, the yeah, which one is it i'm so, so sorry many. there's a whole list i'm so sorry i had a stroke just now <laughs> uh mark jacob lipstick in the color no angel wait what's reminder for your jacket <laughs> okay so, so you remember your jacket <laughs> so yesterday <coughs> sorry for my cough um dang it if i wouldn't have said that i could have just cut it out <laughs> so i mentioned this in a few podcasts back but I recently went into business with a friend for velvet and fur it's a clay Uh earring business so anyway we talk a ton right and she's out of town and I noticed our new earring box that we designed came in and I got like an email reminder on my homepage that they like were in so I just screenshot it and I just circled it and I sent it to her and I was like yay we'll have these when you get back and she sends me a photo back circling that I had a reminder that said remind me to wear my gray jacket (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and she was like laughing and I was like I actually think this is my most embarrassing moment so funny because she now saw the inner workings of like my like I literally can't remember I have to do those things or I don't remember anything so wait why are you remembering to wear your jacket because i wanted to wear oh olivia i was about to lie and say oh it was for a photo shoot i had Mm -hmm. to but it genuinely genuinely was like wow i haven't worn that gray jacket all winter i should is it the one that you're wearing today yeah it's so cute cute. i've had it for years and i have this weird thing where when i have it for years i don't like to wear it a lot i'm just i love it diva so cute i really like it and i thought to myself i was laying in bed it was like two in the morning I'm like I should wear that jacket tomorrow but I'm gonna remind myself so she saw the inner workings of what I need that is so funny hey I say all props to you because nothing annoys me more I guess that's one of my pet peeves 
Nothing annoys me more than forgetting something from the middle of the night. Hello. We have a special guest who walked in. Hi. I, no, he's, okay. not, he's not included. Girls only. I know. We we started late. I'll cut this out. Anyway, what? Anyways, um, my silver lining. Oh, that's uh, silver lining of the week. It went away really fast. It Like after two days. Oh, wait, what the was snow. your silver lining? I thought that was your current <laughs> obsession. Didn't you just say that? Oh, uh, yeah, but I'm saying it, it went away. Oh. So that's what sucked. Well, you know that freaking day? Do you want me to tell you what freaking happened that day? Freaking, okay. <laughs> so I, we had a photo shoot planned with, I had a photo shoot planned for Velvet and Fur for two weeks because I knew that she had the day off. I wake up. Not only is there snow, but then right before we leave, it starts raining. Like, excuse me, slush. That's disgusting. I hate it. It is the worst. I hate it. Trying to do photos and my everything. Mm. We're all purple the whole time. So mm. anyway. Um, okay, so I'll clarify. My current obsession was snow. The thing that sucked is that it went away so quickly. But the silver lining itself is that I had time to do all the things because we were stuck at our house because mm. we live on a hill and we could have left. Oh, do you remember all the audio messages where I'm like, oh, I'm watching someone slide like, down oh, my hill. Sliding down the- well, that was right after I thought, hey, could you make some more noise over there? <laughs> um, that's after I thought, uh, oh, I'll just come to you so it's easier. Like, and no, then no, I no, realized no, 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 no. I was like, do I am actually not going to come out there. <laughs> um, okay, so my silver lining is that I these are all deep I just don't want to get into them um mostly there's that I have a lot going on but I'm forced to be more organized like reminding myself to wear a specific jacket if you got it you got to do what you got to do oh yeah no no embarrassment there Mm -mm. I mean like a little like there's a small amount there's like a 20 percent embarrassment that I had to remind myself to do that I kind of had to make a mental note last night that I had to wash my hair finally today. So mm. it's kind I of the that. same thing. Yeah. I was like, mm, it's, it's time. Because then if you miss the moment of washing your hair, then it's a whole day. Like if you're already <sighs> getting ready, then you're oh, like, it's the oh worst. my gosh, like, I didn't oh, my wash my hair. my eyebrows are already on. I can't. I can't do it. I feel yeah. you on that. Anyways, um, today's what? podcast is... A kind of deep one so we hope <laughs> that you're like prepared it. and <laughs> I know as we're, we're trying to help you out um by uh softening the blow but uh we hope that you guys get a lot out of it and are encouraged oh, in some like way talking over here just talking <laughs> to the wall sorry that's okay I'm watching Arturo I he's know. very distracting yeah he's trying to be very quiet and all you hear is just him moving stuff around <laughs> it's not his fault we're going way longer than we thought um yeah so today on the show we have Jessica um Butler she was on episode I believe it was like 28 or 29 I don't remember no. um the ladies from Adorn that talked about their business but she comes to us and is talking to us about body dysmorphia and so we kind of have like a round table talk mm-hmm. it's, way more professional than it was um about all of our histories with body dysmorphia right or non-histories or non-histories or what it was like for us growing up or what it's like for us now um so she has a really uh interesting story going from one extreme to the other and it was it was uh really cool for her to share it (laughs) lisa just had the fattest yawn after that was that that boring of a sentence (laughs) 
I'm so tired and I have a dinner to go to right after this and I'm so not prepared I'm already so introverted I don't know how I'm gonna do it but I'll just not talk to anyone anyways okay well you're very um, excited about today's video video (laughs) oh my gosh okay Lisa stop talking all right um well guys we hope you enjoy this episode um and I was about to say we'll see you next Tuesday, but we'll actually see you in like a couple seconds. But it'll be like us from a different time. All right. Bye. Bye. Jessica Butler is the manager of Adorn Waxing and Skincare Studio. She was also featured on episode 27 of our show. Today, Jessica joins us to talk about her journey with body dysmorphia and what that has looked like, looked like for her. She walks us through what it was like for her and her life going from one unhealthy extreme to the other. Lisa and I also talk about our relationship with beauty standards and what body dysmorphia has looked like for us. We hope you guys find a lot of value from Jessica's story and know that you are never alone in how you are feeling. So Jessica, let's shake it up, shall we? We're here with Jessica. <laughs> Lisa, for the second time in a row, second podcast, I did not have everybody recording because what are you going to do? I'm not a sound engineer. So get off my back, everybody. Um, We're here sitting and drinking alkaline water. And this is the second time we've said it. It's great water. It's from Kirkland. Okay, today we are talking about body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia. So the medical definition is, which is it? Um, people with this disorder may frequently examine their appearance in a mirror, constantly compare their appearance with that of others and avoid social situations or photos. And so I, Lisa, do identify with this, but there's a part of me that feels like this isn't entirely body dysmorphia. I feel like when I think about body dysmorphia, it's a little bit maybe more not detailed but it's a little deeper, deeper. than that yeah, i that guess a very broad yeah definition. i, I guess like that's every the girl is like that yeah that's <laughs> yeah. just a normal woman's behavior yeah because when i saw you write that i got like kind of weirded like, out because i was like so i mean yeah of course not every day what do you mean looking in a mirror and caring yeah. is there yeah. more to it yeah was that it yeah i, I guess that was period? so that's what it was on google yeah and it wow and it's crazy because it was um, I think it's like some medical website um, pops up with it with the medical definitions whenever you look them up hmm. and it's it tells you how many cases and I don't want to butcher the number but it's it their the guesstimation is like only 200,000 people suffer with that a year and I'm like no. maybe maybe true body dysmorphia but by their medical definition there's no way no way Mm -mm. that's way too broad because that would be literally every single person with an eating disorder every single person i know exactly and well from what i believe i believe that eating disorders don't always go hand in hand with body dysmorphia and so Mm. i think a lot of times but um i think that they all touch yeah I think that if you have an eating disorder, you more than likely do have body dysmorphia. But just because you have body dysmorphia does not mean that you have an eating disorder. Right. Yes. I, I think that's that. more of what I yeah, meant. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think you. definitely I have body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Maybe face dysmorphia. Can we just say that? Mm-hmm. It's not really my body. I've never been conscious of my body. It's part it's of your my body. Face. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's never specific. been like a full body yeah like being in videos or photos like do my body I don't care right. but not like my face so I don't know what that would be that's very interesting mm-hmm. that's but the first I've never time I've ever heard that oh yeah I yeah. don't know but I've never I struggled with sense. an eating disorder mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like you said I think that they can go hand in hand but mm-hmm. 
So I guess we should just dive into personally how that has affected us in our lives. And I feel like we can get deep really quick. But Lisa. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, is, there, is there a time when you can like look back and really remember things changing for you as far as maybe being more self-conscious or whatever? Was it something somebody said or somebody did or have you always felt a certain way? Yeah, absolutely. And I can point out very specific times, I think, when what other people were saying affected the way that I looked at myself. And that's starting from, gosh, like five years old or younger, remembering, um, you know, when older people tease you, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you're so thin or like you're getting fat, like joking around. And I remember it would stick to me. I'm like, oh, no, I'm getting fat. And so when I looked at myself, I would I would be really confused. Um, I also have a past with an eating disorder. And I don't think that those times necessarily went in hand with why my eating disorder started. Um, but as far as body dysmorphia specifically, I know that started happening more so in high school and looking at other people's bodies especially once you're like through puberty and your body is more so taking shape I mean my body I think took shape very quickly because it was after I quit gymnastics and I mm. started puberty right off the bat yeah I've heard that I went lot. from like flat chested to hello d's <laughs> literally within a year and so my whole mindset of eating and figuring out what my body's supposed to look like at that point and then my whole body's filling out mm-hmm. and I'm like oh so hip dips people don't like those mm-hmm. I have those mm-hmm. why is that not acceptable and so when I would look in the mirror I absolutely did not see what other people saw what was that a hip dip <sighs> yeah I actually yeah. didn't know that either are you talking about like muffin top yeah so that's a part of it um some people have a muffin top and they don't have hip dips but um there's a part which I still remember the first time that someone pointed it out to me is I wore a pencil skirt because I was gonna wear it to church mm-hmm. and I'm like showing my sisters I'm so excited about my new pencil skirt I've never worn a tight skirt before and it was really modest um and my sisters go uh, are you wearing really tight underwear? I'm like, no. And they said that like by where my butt is, it was really indented. I'm like, that's just my body. And then they awkwardly like looked at each other and I'm like, okay, I'm self-conscious all of a sudden. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and well, cause you still talk about that all the time. My hip dips. Yeah. Or you say love handles. Is that the yeah, same thing? So it's both. So which I literally never in a million years saw. But once that I pointed. But it that's out. the whole. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. But see, that's the whole thing with body dysmorphia. It doesn't matter how many times people tell you mm-hmm. you're pretty or you look good or you're skinny or any of that. Yeah. yeah. It's what you see when you look in the mirror. And yeah, you know, which. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess um, it's really difficult because I still see that every single time. I look in the mirror no matter how thin I am I have love handles and that sounds crazy but it just means I have an accumulation of fat right where the bottom of my back is and I have literally no fat on the sides of my butt and so it gives me love handles 
a mm. muffin top and it's really annoying and I yeah work out to try to fix it and it doesn't do anything but I am working on loving my body mm-hmm. but hard. also working on it in ways that I want to work on it so Jessica how about you what is your past with body dysmorphia mine started actually very similar age as you I started at like <clears throat> five years old I will never forget this and I this is how I knew that it was actually a trauma is because I can remember it so vividly. I was in the doctor's office with my mom and I was definitely five. I think I was getting my shots to go into like kindergarten. So five, six. And he said that I was overweight. He tried to make it so I wasn't really understanding what he was saying. Mm. I can remember where I didn't really understand what he was coming from, but I put two and two together. As soon as my mom said, she spends the summer with her grandma. And that is oh. 100% accurate. My grandma loves me with food. And so I was an overweight kid my entire life. 100% overweight where I was the chubby kid. At one point I was in middle school and I will never forget this kid. He lives here. I know who you are. <gasps> and he told me I had more rolls than a baker. Oh. But that stuck too. And I then it just at that point I was always just very much looking for that. I was looking at other people. I was um, comparing myself to other bodies, my friends' bodies. Why is she skinny? Why am I bigger? Why Why don't I fit in her clothes? And then I would start wearing their clothes. I should not have been wearing them. Oh, bad idea. My motto now is just because it zips does not mean it fits. Okay. <laughs> but um, Amen. Yes. Can I get an amen? Some praise? <laughs> amen. Wait, that's really funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> Also sad. Uh, yeah, and, and that just, it followed me. It followed me through middle school. I was always comparing. It followed me, obviously, through high school. I didn't have an eating disorder because of it. I didn't even think about food that way. I didn't think that it was making me fat that way. I, I just thought that, that I was just bigger. I didn't exercise anymore at that time. Nothing had hit me um, as far as I needed to change what I was ingesting and what I was doing physically until about high school, a little bit after high school. Like senior year, I noticed, I was like, dang, I blew up. And I moved over here and started working out, but I was working out in all the wrong ways. Mm. I was working out with a guy, and I was eating mass amounts of food and lifting heavy, heavy weights. Bulking. So obviously I got huge. <laughs> I gained a lot of muscle, which is great because I can still hold on to that, but... It definitely made me a very larger person and a lot harder to actually lose the fat. Mm. And I never really understood why I was working so hard and nothing was happening. There was no education for me. There was no like person who sought me out, I guess, or saw me struggling because I never allowed anybody to. Mm. So I think the um, just the being uneducated about the entire process of talking about myself in a negative way, um, eating and drinking all the alcohol and all the crap food and college and high school. And it just, it completely just destroyed my self-esteem. It destroyed my body, destroyed my liver, destroyed any metabolism that I may have had in my body since birth. Cause obviously I was a chunk child my entire life. So even if I had a chance of a high metabolism, I struck it down with my grandma's fried food but it just I was always comparing number one I was always comparing why don't I have boobs well Jessica you have to buy them mm. 
why don't I have a curvy body? Mm. Why don't I have, you know, thin legs and thin arms? I was always self-conscious about my arms. I still am. Mm. Wear a sweater all the time. Mm. It's just totally body dysmorphia. And it was caused by one traumatic sentence. Mm. Not that I blame anybody. I could have, you know, reached out in different avenues. But that would be like my baseline is what I it's your your product of your environment yeah Mm -hmm. you know I knew nothing different other than fried food and soda and apple juice well yeah and it's like how are you supposed to know any different Mm -hmm. you know because it's like right I think nowadays it's a lot easier because we have so many resources and Mm -hmm. we have so many people reaching out and even though sometimes those fitness people on Instagram can do more harm than good Mm -hmm. there is so much like knowledge and value out there um but yeah, I mean, if you're growing up and that's the only thing you know, how are you supposed to know any different? That's yeah. not your fault, mm-hmm. you know, but that's hard. And I think it was also like my family, all of my family, except for my dad and my grandma were very thin, but mm. they didn't eat any different than I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They ate the same things, but none of them mm-hmm. worked out. Yeah. It was just, they got that gene or genetic or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And they just didn't hang out with grandma as much as I did. I don't mm-hmm. know. So for you, what did um, body dysmorphia look like? What did it look, what did you see when you looked in the mirror? Huge. Everything. I hate my nose. I hate my arms. I have a lazy eye. I have, what do you call them? Hip dips. (laughs) Yeah. I have a bulging stomach. Why don't I have a flat stomach like everybody? Um, My thighs are on fire because they're rubbing against each other. (laughs) Like, um, I just, I never, ever saw myself as a pretty person Hmm. especially dripped down into like underwear bathing suit Mm -hmm. that was non-existent so for you um where do you think the body dysmorphia you you know it stemmed from when you were five Mm -hmm. where do you think the comparison came from was it when you started realizing everyone else's bodies were different yeah what age was that for you um i had two best friends and when I moved back over here, I was back and forth a lot. My friends over in my other town were actually all a little bit bigger, so I didn't really notice anything. Um, but then when I moved back over here, everyone was so thin. Mm. You know, they were just real thin, beautiful. My two best friends, just so beautiful and thin. And I was always like kind of the butt of the joke of like, you know, Tammy the talking tummy, and I was slow and fat, <laughs> which I wasn't even that overweight, but. When you are that age, mm-hmm. you easily compare yourself mm-hmm. to your friends. And so I might have been maybe only like 30 pounds over their weight, but I was also like five inches shorter. Oh, right. And that's really hard. Mm-hmm. And so I was always comparing my bodies to theirs. They're perfect perky boobies and they're full and they're slim bodies and just, I didn't have that. I didn't have any of that. Yeah. I was just round. I was roly poly a little roly-poly yeah I would say that I definitely was never complacent I could always see something wrong there was never a time where I thought I was happy with my body mm-hmm. but I also I don't know to what point that was I I definitely knew when I had body dysmorphia and that's when I would st- go shopping and I would pick out um 
larger sizes of things than I really was. Wow. And so there were times where I, I mean, even now I feel like I can be so okay with my body and then I see someone else who is thinner than me and the body comparisons can be really similar Mm -hmm. and they can be barely in my head better than me. And all of a sudden I'm so much fatter than them. The comparison is like not even comparable, especially now that I'm pregnant. I think that I just have the absolute hardest time just seeing myself in pictures. Like I absolutely hate pictures right now. And I'm just now realizing this as we're writing notes for the podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was at my friend's bachelorette and I did not want photos the whole time like usually I just don't mind or like it can be fun Mm -hmm. and now I'm like oh I just don't want pictures of myself and I'm so worried about like what is my face gonna look like and it's gonna look so much fuller to me than anyone else and I'm pointing things out about myself Olivia can probably attest to this And she's like, what are you talking about? You really don't look different at all. Mm -hmm. And people will say still like, you know, I'm like looking good or whatever it is. But obviously I see my body every day and I am really having a hard time. As I walk in today and called you tiny. (laughs) And, And it's sweet, but it's hard because it's like it's it's hard just ever feeling okay with your body when you're pregnant in in my own head Mm -hmm. it's never that's why I never know whether it's okay that I look small is it okay that I look a little bigger to what point is that just in my head and I'm just playing with myself Mm -hmm. you know I and it really sucks just never being content enough yeah because I felt like after um I think, you know, I was done with my eating disorder, um, done with it. I mean, are you ever done with it? No. No. But as far as when I finally got to a healthy spot and I started loving myself no matter what weight I was, I figured out what worked for me and I ate when I wanted to eat. I didn't eat when I wanted, didn't want to eat. And, um, I just loved myself where I was at, knowing that naturally that's what my body was at that point. And then when I got pregnant, it was hard to continue that and knowing what was okay. That would be really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have no control over it. Yeah. I remember, you're going to be like, why are you talking about this? I remember one time I was watching Pretty Little Liars and <laughs> they were in like this morgue because, you know, obviously teenagers end up there all the time. And <laughs> she looked around at like all these dead bodies. There, this is going somewhere. And she goes, do you see all these people, the fake tans and the hair and the losing weight? Now they're just stale on a shelf. Oh. And I was like, wow. Deep deep (laughs) but it really made me think like you know we will die and what will we we be remembered for yeah yeah it'd be nice to be remembered for she was such a beautiful woman (laughs) but that's not the thing we would want to be remembered by like if we're really thinking about it like we would want to be remembered by the things that we did or the people we impacted or the people we help and it's so easy to think about that in a future state but like how come you can't think about that in a now state when you're like in a constant Mm -hmm. state of comparison and you're comparing yourself to 
magazines and people that you want to look like and now the extremely and not that there's anything wrong with this but the extremely injected people that don't look like people anymore Mm -hmm. and not that that matters but the new standard of beauty has changed because of people who have changed it yeah and it's like you can't you actually can't compare yourself to anyone anymore like I had somebody tell me the other day they're like look this girl doesn't do anything she just drinks this every morning I'm like do you really think that (laughs) like am I the only one (laughs) because I'm in this industry that you really think that that 35 year old has no wrinkles and she doesn't have or she didn't get Botox or fillers or or something and not that that's wrong Mm -hmm. but it's like we should be talking about the things that we're doing so that people don't think you're just naturally like that because then you look at yourself in the mirror and go then there's something wrong with me Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's exhausting it is exhausting it's so funny whenever me and Olivia send pictures to each other and we're like why can't I look like that person and then we'll respond and be like because that person doesn't look like that person they didn't even look like that a year ago (laughs) like you can't even compare yourself to them it's like imaginary like there's really no real comparison that you should ever ever be doing whether they do work or not mm-hmm. well it's like um when trisha was talking we can't all look the same yeah that was one statement i actually was like oh <laughs> it, like set wow. me back i'm like oh, this is my boss <laughs> i was like that makes so much sense mm-hmm. i do want the chiseled jawline but so does everybody else yeah everybody mm-hmm. else has it i do want the cute little button nose like you girls have uh, yeah. Don't talk about yeah. my nose like it's, that. It's great. Oh my gosh. I, I I'm know personally offended thing. because <laughs> I'm very realistic about my nose and it is not a cute button nose. <gasps> Olivia has the best nose. Oh. No. But oh now gosh. you need to say something nice. Both of you have to say something nice about yourself. I you dissed like yourself. My no, eyes. I, I, I like, like my, my nose. I love your nose. <laughs> I love your nose. But like here's if I the was thing. to get my nose so done, so I would take a picture of both of your nose and be like, can you guys just make my nose like these two noses in one? Well, You're welcome. <laughs> here, here's the thing. I have come to love my nose out of culture telling me not to love my nose. Your nose is perfect. Mm-hmm. So that is so weird. Because um, thank you. Um, <laughs> because I, it's so funny. Because if you asked me, um, maybe when I was 14, qualities I love about myself, I would say my nose. Yeah. And not anything particularly about my nose. I just really liked my nose. And then I found out my friend was getting a nose job and it was going to look complete opposite from my nose. And I'm like, wait, should I be getting a nose job? Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started getting confused that my my own best friends, people that I personally know are getting work done to their bodies and I don't look like that. Should I look like that? I think that's when the dilemma came in. Yeah. Well, when, and th- when it's like in your grasp, when you think well, yeah. that it's not bad and then you're like, but maybe it is bad. They're doing that. I should probably do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think I need that. Yeah. And then we get that. I know. Yeah. I think it's America. Yeah. No matter what it is, you're a consumer. Well, it's yeah. America, Korea. Mm, yeah, it's, I, yeah, that's, Korea. It's the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. It's well, and it's America. just weird that we look at somebody and go like, they have that, so I should. Yeah. It's like, well, but why though? Like, yeah. because that's how I felt growing up with, because it wasn't popular to have dark hair and fair skin at all. And it was the only people in magazines were, you know, blondes with no freckles. And so that's all, that's why I covered my freckles up with like thick makeup for years 
because I felt like, well, th- those aren't people on magazines. So even though like times have changed and there's like more acceptance now, it's like, why did, why did I naturally think, well, they're blonde and they're pretty, so I can't be pretty with black hair. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but it's true. And I was just telling Lisa, now she has ammunition, but people used to like call me the grudge all the time and they would be joking and they wouldn't get like, yeah, it's funny for a second, but it's not funny to me anymore. People would say I belong in the Adams family and it's like, yeah, that's funny, but it's like, don't you see, I know that I'm fair skinned. Don't you think I would tan if I wanted to? Like people say things about my gray hair. I'm like, don't you think I would dye it if I wanted to? So why are you making comments about it? You know? And it's, it's one of those things, like, like you said, words can go so far, Mm -hmm. even if somebody can take it. And I have pretty thick skin, but it's like, if somebody's saying something, it's like, do you know really what you're saying and what you're making that person think of? Yeah. Because it can change someone's life. That reminds me of when, um, I wore very, we all went through this stage for the most part. Um, filled in eyebrows. Anyone else? I took my eyebrows off my face, so no, I was not. <laughs> I filled in my eyebrows like a crazy woman. I didn't know any better. I need to see for, this picture. Oh, I know because gosh. I'm like trying to look at your face with I eyebrows know. right now. I mean, I have eyebrows. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. No, 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 no. Really? Because you know, you don't have like super, super dark, thick yeah. eyebrows. And so, so I just. <laughs> what they are right now, which is um, when this podcast comes out, you'll see my eyebrows, the picture that Olivia, I, and Jessica took together. Um, they're way darker in the photo than they are in real life. My eyebrows naturally are non-existent i have eyebrow hairs like a lot of them i love my eyebrow hairs um i dye them myself oh yeah um and i just started actually doing that but i just wear um stuff on my eyebrows every day and it's funny because um this also goes into culture and then what other people around you do but i remember my friends telling me um, why don't you try like wearing makeup or and I kept resisting I'm like no I don't want to like I don't want to look like you actually well, it's like a weird thing <laughs> um, to suggest to a friend well, and especially too. my eyebrows they were like let me just fill in your eyebrows let me just see what it looks like and when they did I freaked out and I'm like absolutely not I like my non-existent eyebrows way more than this <laughs> um and then you know, throughout the years, I'm like, gosh, maybe I need eyebrows. And so when I started doing it, people started making fun of me. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to embrace not having eyebrows. I walk into work and my coworker goes, do you have eyebrows? Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm never doing this again. And so that's when I was afraid to not wear makeup. It's so weird that people say stuff like that it's like Keep i know the audacity yourself, i know like who are you like, do you want me to point out all your yeah thoughts? i was about to say you know how many things i don't say <laughs> like just don't say that yeah i was i they look complete i was gonna say they look completely normal i was like all Makeup. going out on a limb saying that you tinted them yeah because they look really good so good job thank you it's hard to tint yourself it's really hard <laughs> it's a lot of work it takes way too much work actually i wish someone else could do it for me I'll do it for you. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll do it. <gasps> I would do a good well, I job. I don't want to go blind. That's what I'm saying. Excuse me. Well, you're technically not even supposed to dye your own eyebrows. No. But I, I do hair. So I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever. it. Okay. Well, offers off the table. <laughs> uh, what was the turning point for you when you decided to um, 
change your life I'm assuming or get did you get into fitness or mm-hmm. to eating differently did you get a resource that helped you or yeah, what did you it, do I'm curious for you was it embracing yourself or was it kind of changing yourself and then embracing mm-hmm. yourself yeah it was all of it actually it was um so I, I worked out with that homie and I got huge and I was I was always this obsessed with fitness from junior year until I mean to this day I'm still obsessed with it whether I go or not I'm still obsessed with the idea of it um and I was just working out a lot I was always working out I was just getting bigger and bigger and um I think it was what did I hit I went to a different gym and I started to hang out with more women um body conscious women who were in the fitness industry kind of just dabbling in that a little bit and then the actually the main thing was internet and pinterest pinterest was a huge thing mm. so i was a pinterest junkie for all those fitness gals on there doing their little workouts eating their little foods and all that stuff <laughs> their little tiny baby foods yeah. <laughs> yeah and so that all just morphed into i'm gonna go hard and i'm gonna be a com- bikini competitor so I'm, I'm oh. skipping a, a big jump here of just nothingness and going straight into that. So my girl, my best friend and I decided that we were going to get healthy. She wanted to get healthy. Granted, this is my best friend who is tiny and she was fine, but we all right. have our things. Yeah. Um, so we're like, we're going to be our motivators. So we texted like 2000 times a day and we're always on top of our workouts and our food was perfect. And everything was just perfect as far as like that goes for about three months I had gone so hardcore I was working out and burning like 1500 calories a day maybe eating a thousand I was working out twice to three times a day fasted cardio in the morning for an hour and then I would go back to the gym for a minimum of two hours to four hours doing classes and so I took one addiction to another so I took a body dysmorphia addiction and took comparisons and just telling myself how fat I was, how ugly I was, how who could love me. Because mm-hmm. granted, at this time, I had no eyebrows. I was no boobs, um, crooked teeth, um, acne. So I was a very, ch- not challenged, but beautifully <laughs> challenged person. I was not very cute. I couldn't, you know, help myself, but I was not very cute. And so I took all of that. And I got braces. I met my husband, really, but um, I got braces. I eventually got boobs. Um, but before I even got the boobs, I dropped like 35 or 40 pounds. I was huge in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I still was huge. So you were mm-hmm. buying too big of clothes. I was buying small clothes. Mm-hmm. So I saw myself sometimes way smaller than I really was. Mm-hmm. But then I would instantly flip and see myself ginormous. Yeah ginormous like what is this I and that. I was 130 pounds I wore size 26 That's pants crazy. like you know and then I wear 30 now which is fine because I got the big old junk in the trunk to wear the 30 mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's it's so it just it was so hardcore in a mental state that I was comparing myself to those Instagram models mm. so I literally went through, double zero models oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I needed yeah. to be that so I went through about four months of intensive training and doing the diet and lifestyle and being 100%, no cheat days. I don't even think I drank anything. And um, I was tired. I didn't have a period for the last month. My hair was brittle. It fell out. 
it just I it was breakage. My nails were brittle. They wouldn't grow. They Hold were on. turning kind were of yellow. Were you expecting that? Were no. you like, oh, this is fine. This mm-hmm. is what's supposed to happen. Oh my gosh, I was that's just terrifying. I was slowly just breaking down my body so bad mm-hmm. that it just it all hit at once. It Whoa. wasn't like it slowly onset. It just all hit me straight at once. It was probably um, at the, towards the end of it. I got on Advocare. It was like my last hoorah. It was a 24-day challenge. I was like, my girlfriend had just done it. She's like, I lost 10 extra pounds. I'm like, oh hell yes, that's all I need. And then I'll be ready for the show in October. This is like March or May of uh, 2013. Yeah, and um, I did the challenge. I. Did I gained five pounds because of the bloating? I got mm. super bloated from the fiber products, and I'd still kept up with the challenge, but I had that five pounds on me. And at that point, I realized that how bad my body was looking mm. and how sick I looked and how unhappy I still was. I still hated myself. I hated myself. Did you? I sorry. was so mean. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, did you during this time was was anybody saying anything to you? Yes. Like your boyfriend or your parents or anything? Yeah. yeah. My husband now boyfriend at the time. Yeah always he's amazing human being I could cry just talking saying his name (laughs) he would always tell me I was beautiful what are you talking about you're beautiful you're perfect Mm -hmm. I love everything about you I love every time I'd say bad thing I love that like he was always my number one supporter and same with my friend Mm -hmm. she was always like what are you talking about what are you seeing everybody said I don't know about you but whenever I heard that I'm like I Whatever. wish they weren't in denial. Yeah. I wish they would just be honest. Yes. Yeah, I get Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Was anyone like concerned, though, about mm. you? Because you said you were looking sick, right? So yeah. was anybody being like, hey, do we? Ha- is there an issue? Or was it one of those touchy subjects, like, we're mm-hmm. not going to go there type of things? Because it hits, everything hit so fast at yeah. that last, like, end of the fourth month that I don't think anybody realized how sick I looked because I wore 10 pounds of makeup and I had Mm. I it took me three hours to get ready every single time Mm, I wanted to get ready Mm -hmm. because I had to make sure my hair was absolutely perfect and it didn't move I had to make sure my makeup was perfect and if I had one thing wrong with my makeup I wiped the whole thing off and would Mm. start over I did that this morning but yeah and like crying (laughs) yeah there was crying (laughs) (laughs) now that I'm older I cry about it but then it was like I was just angry yeah so angry all the time Mm. and I was so angry because I was working so hard but not seeing results I was eating Mm. everything that those girls were eating but it I wasn't working out for my body Mm -hmm. I was starving I was in starvation Mm. mode no wonder I wasn't losing anything yeah um, so at the end of that, I, my girlfriend came to visit and we're like, do you want, we both hadn't drank that entire time. We're like, do you want, do you want wine? Like, I want wine with you. Like we've both been so good. That day that we had wine was the last day of my diet and I never looked back. Hmm. I got sh- very intoxicated <laughs> <laughs> and I completely drowned myself I drowned myself in alcohol I drowned myself in food to where I oh right before this happened I got boobs forgot I Mm. went into surgery and I got my breast augmentation because I thought that would make my body look even better Mm -hmm. I'm like oh I am small now now this is my only problem and if I get big boobs then it'll make me look smaller it'll make my waist look smaller and make my butt you know I'll be more proportionate this way uh no so no, I came it off doesn't of that, do that. Gained thirty five pounds. <laughs> so my little boobs that were perfect are now not so perky. Um, but do you regret getting them, or are you oh, happy heck you got no. them? No, I regret you... lo- uh, gaining the weight. Oh. I regret. I regret not being knowledgeable enough to reverse diet out of the extreme dietary restrictions mm-hmm. I had. Mm-hmm. And I didn't learn that until after I had gained the weight. 
Right. So I gained the weight and I was obviously even more depressed. I wasn't working out. I completely stopped. I was sick of it. So I took basically the summer off and I just did and ate and drank whatever I wanted. I was so happily unhappy. Mm-hmm. I was still unhappy. What, you know, mm-hmm. what do you do? Um, fast forward, I just work, tried to work out a lot, tried new diets, tried new fads, tried paleo, tried low carb, high carb, tried everything. What year was this? Um, between 2013 and 2015. Yeah, we were going through this at the same time. Oh, girl, I wish I would have known you. I know, I was in Portland. <laughs> oh, what a yeah. bummer. I was here. Um, it's crazy how what like what you're saying because I list, listen to so many podcasts about fitness and they always say exactly what you said like you have to do what's best for your body mm-hmm. and like fad diets can work for some people but they don't work for everybody no. and so it's like yeah it might be great for somebody to be like vegan or paleo or all these things but yeah. like if your body's crying out to you you have to listen to it mm-hmm. and you have to give it what it needs and I feel like that's why it's so important to like find something that works for you yeah. and like roll with that because you were saying you know you were eating everything and you were still unhappy but you were at least you were happy without the pressure yeah but then even when you were working out a ton you weren't happy so what's Mm -mm. even the point of that and so it's like going from two extremes it was a finding the middle you know when you tell yourself you're happy or it's it's a different type of happy because that happened to me where um I came out of well for me it was my eating disorder when I came out of it and then I started like eating everything in front of me yeah um which almost turned into a binge eating disorder um but it wasn't entirely but it was like I'm happy because there's freedom but I'm unhappy because I'm unhealthy and I know that I still don't have a good relationship with food and I still look in the mirror and I'm like freaking out because now my body's the complete opposite way and I don't know how to get to that healthy space yeah like where do you go yeah You're, you're so like in your hole yeah. Of doing the same thing and putting yeah, and you're on just, the skins. Yeah, exactly. You're trying all these different diets. Like, oh, yeah. paleo is going to help. Oh, being vegan. Yeah. And I also was trying to figure out my IBS. And so I was having a ton of stomach problems. So I'm like, oh, this is like a double whammy. Like, yeah. it's going to, you know, two birds with one stone. It's going to help me out. And it, it's like, no, you don't go vegan because you want to lose weight. You mm-hmm. go vegan because ethically or you believe it's better for you. Right. And so just changing your idea of a diet and a lifestyle change. And yeah, it's like, who do you go to? Mm -hmm. It was hard because Pinterest, I mean, you look up like healthy and it's like, what does healthy even mean? Hmm. Pinterest killed me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, not literally, obviously. Inside. Yeah. Because it, it was before Instagram was a huge Mm -hmm. thing. So it was the Pinterest, um, comparisons. Um, I think a lot of it also was I didn't know where to look for help. I didn't know what resources to even look for to how to get out of it until it was Instagram actually and stumbling upon those women who were in the same exact boat, who actually lost their periods for years, Mm. who actually had to shave their heads down to like the stubs because their hair was that bad because they were even more deep into it than I had gotten. Luckily, I had that moment with my friend where I binged myself out. Mm -hmm. Where would I have been? Would I have kept going? I still kept working out. I still kept trying different workouts, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, CrossFit, anything. (laughs) Hello? Hmm. CrossFit, (laughs) by the way, that was not good for me because that's when I started getting bulky. I'm like, oh, 
my thighs. Yeah, girl. I'm getting big. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> so true. And that's what happened. And mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't helping me. Yeah, this I isn't for my good. body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My and body it, is so different from this. Yes. And it literally took two impingements and like I both shoulders had impingements couldn't lift my arms up to even get the groceries or anything above shoulder height mm. couldn't lift couldn't and then I think a hip went too from oh CrossFit I was decent at it I loved it I love lifting heavy I still love lifting heavy um but no I don't do it but it hurts now yeah. it just hurts because there's a way to do it for your body too because I know I started I don't do it as often anymore but I do a uh, p-volve um, you should, you guys should look into it. It's really interesting. It's like the most interesting way of working out I've ever seen. Mm. They do really, really low impact movements that cre- he says he creates the program to accentuate a woman's natural curves and natural body. And so you're not getting that bulk unless, you know, some women like that right. and that's totally fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I thought, I thought that was really cool just seeing somebody like a different perspective on working out and being like excited like a woman's body should be celebrated yeah like you shouldn't have you know this exact same figure as every other woman because every single person's body is different so how can you like cultivate that Absolutely. and not hurt yourself yeah you know and if you do look at um the bikini competitors where I was going with that they all look the same yeah they all have mm-hmm. big fake boobs they're actually not very curvy mm-hmm. they're like and they're, they're just, like solid yeah yeah. And I wanted that at the time, mm-hmm. but that's just not my body. I realized I can't lose the fat on top of my muscle. My body doesn't allow me to, mm-hmm. you know, I, if anything, it's more so like I, and this is what I did after I had, um, realized that this, this isn't what I want anymore. I took two years off from working out and it was the best two years of my life. Cause I started intermittent fasting, not saying that's for everybody. That but there's a lot me. of really good sci- like scientific yeah. things on it. <laughs> Olivia's a scientist. Which I did read about. <laughs> that was one of the things. Like, thank God for the women who had already went through the traumas that I went through, and I mm-hmm. read their stories and their you know I didn't yeah. not podcasts at the time, but lots of stories on Instagram and mm-hmm. following them for years. I had followed some of them for like five years before I really felt a change in myself and how I looked at myself and what I wanted to do to change that. I tried everything else in the fitness industry as far as up until a point. I never had a strict diet after that. I never did that to myself because of how detrimental it did for my relationship with food. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so for fuel anymore. Right. I was, it wasn't for fuel then. I was mm-hmm. never using it for fuel. Mm-hmm. It was a purpose. This is low calorie and it will fill me up at this time. Mm-hmm. Not to fuel me for my 1,000, 1,500 calorie workout that day. Mm-hmm. This has minimal calories and it works in my macros. So I'm eating it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not enjoying your life whatsoever. No, I hated it. Yeah. There are so many times. I well, hate tilapia. I hate it. <laughs> I love tilapia. I like tilapia. <laughs> but <laughs> but there are a lot of things I remember I told the girl I work out, not work out with, but the video, I was like, her body's like my inspiration. But one of the things I told Lisa, I'm like, this is a, your very strict diet body. And like, if I want to do that, I would be healthy within it, but I would have to tell myself, like, do you want to not have cheat days on the weekends? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, right now, I don't think that's what I want Yeah. because I'm still going to be healthy, but I also like back to the beginning, like you're going to die. I would like to enjoy time. Right. Sometimes eating. Yeah. And I love eating food. (laughs) So yeah it's all a balance yeah think of all the trips we're gonna go on olivia you have to eat with me well on trips i don't no worry what there's no point if i'm paying for food i can't hang out with you if 
anyone uh, this is an announcement everyone out there psa why are you thinking about what you're eating when you're on vacation and that's the one time you don't yeah, think about what yeah. you're eating unless you're traveling for work i could understand like there were times always traveling. always traveling we were traveling for filming and I, we were just eating crap and i'm like oh I, that that's actually feels the worst yeah, you feel bad because you're not spending money on good food no. like that's yeah. completely different when you're but. always spending money on food and you eat out a lot but for me i never get to eat out it's a luxury for me mm-hmm. oh so yeah. when i do i'm going all out i'll mm-hmm. eat good when i'm at home yeah, yeah. i one time then. went yeah. to an italian restaurant not too long ago with some girls and they're all like really fit and in shape and i the whole time i was like so we're getting pasta tonight right guys <laughs> right we're doing pasta right because you don't want to be the only person at the table ordering pasta when they're all ordering ordering salads yeah and then of course like they're all ordering salads i'm like why are we here i'm not paying 30 dollars for a salad i'm getting pasta like, yeah. hold this is on. so annoying hold on if i had olivia's body and i was out with those girls i would get pasta just to show i can have this potty potty <laughs> <laughs> No. I can have this party and do what I want to. <laughs> you okay, Lisa? You're doing fine over there? I think there? I need to go to bed. Um, I would say I can have this body <laughs> and eat chicken alfredo and breadsticks. I was just going to say And oh, Olive Garden has been my well, biggest craving. I still haven't had it. I had alfredo mm. one time and it quickly threw it up because I'm allergic to dairy. Thought I could do it. <laughs> oh, Thought never mind. I could do it. Could how, it? About, how about the uh, red sauce? Yeah, mm. that's my favorite. Mm. Anyway, well, I will say about, I mean, what you're saying is that coming from somebody who grew up very thin and very lanky, it's not like that was the best thing in the world either. It's like yeah. we all have our things and I would get called a bean pole and I was lanky and I wasn't quote unquote sexy. What word would you say? Mm. No curves, no boobs, still don't. And I even had this one time I was in the car with a friend and she's very curvy and great body and all the guys liked her for her body, right? And she said like, you know guys, they like girls with curves. And I'm like just driving and I'm like kind of trying to see like where she's going with that. She's like, (laughs) guys like it when girls have a little more weight on them and they're curvy, trying to like sustain her own self because of how she felt. Yeah. I don't think she was directly relating that to me and I'm like, you're just sitting here basically telling me guys don't like the way that I look. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even though I'm with Arturo and he's so affirming, it's like, yeah, if you look at the world and how it is now, the big butts and the boobs, like that's hard too to be, I'm embracing my freaking bean poleness. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because yeah. yeah, I know I didn't struggle with weight, but I, I struggled with being like that too. Mm-hmm. So it is fine. It's like, it's just all about contentment. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I um, was always naturally more on the thin side until I hit puberty and then I'm like what the heck is going on with my body um and through high school I was in and out of my weight because I was in and out of partying and drinking a whole lot of alcohol um and so when I was on the healthier side um I was thinner but I still had um bigger boobs and I remember um, my my best friend also had really big boobs. And, uh, of course, it was high school. And so guys are talking about her boobs because she showed them off. And um, as in, like, her shirts. I'm not saying pictures. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Get your was, mind out of the gutter. She was sending nudes. She was sending them. No, she <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Um and they were saying, oh, but hers are too big. Mm. 
Mine were bigger than hers, and they didn't know that. Because I hid mine. Well, I like, hated mine. Guys think that girls can change that too. Like, well, hers are too I know, big. They were um, natural. That's just there. Let me just what do you suck mean? it back in. Yeah. And so um, that was really hard. And then when I was like, okay, I'm going to embrace my boobs because they're like abnormally large. I'm going to put that out there. I would never know. I know. She doesn't, I hide show, them. she doesn't show them off. I, I absolutely <laughs> she despise nudes, my boobs. So. <laughs> I cannot wait to get a breast reduction one really? day. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oof. I am cannot so wait. for it. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Um, and so it was funny because once I started embracing my boobs, this one girl did the same exact thing to me that she did to you, but it mm-hmm. was more inherently to hurt me. And she was like, yeah, well, my boyfriend said that he likes small boobs and that most guys actually like smaller boobs mm. better. And I'm like, okay, your boyfriend's cool. I don't want to date your boyfriend anyways. <laughs> so I'm okay up with, with that. Um, and so then I'm like, okay, da- I think dating is going to be a little hard because who's going to like my body? Mm. Um, and so it's interesting because you're going to find someone who absolutely loves your body. Mm. And honestly, when it comes down to it, a lot of guys say they like a certain body or they like a certain, yeah, same with girls. And yeah. then you find someone who has something completely different from what you were expecting or exactly what you wanted. And it's a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you embrace it. And unfortunately, your body is going to change a whole lot. Yeah. And so Especially women. Exactly. Oh, gosh. If you want children, just get ready mm-hmm. and mm. love yourself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, just love on yourself. Be with someone who absolutely loves you and does not tear you down, Mm -hmm. but brings you up. And when you hate yourself, you know, listen to them and trust them when they say that you are beautiful. I think that that's the hardest part for people with this disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said earlier, my husband tells me every day how beautiful I am. Mm. And I can't thank him enough and it's honestly the hardest thing for me to do is thank somebody when they tell me Mm -hmm. I'm beautiful or they give me a compliment of any kind it's so awkward for me to accept an compliment about my personal appearance give me a compliment about anything else and I'm like yeah thanks so much you're awesome Mm -hmm. you're amazing it's like you give me one compliment about myself and I don't even know what to do with myself you're like stop yeah, yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I know. You know. I remember when Arturo and I first started dating, he had like a serious talk with me because he would try to compliment me. And then I would just be like, no, you're wrong. And he's mm. like, just so you know, I'm not going to compliment you anymore because you literally won't let me. Yeah. And so it took so long for me to be like, thank you. That's really sweet. Right. You know, but it is, it's hard because like you were saying, you feel like they're in denial. Like, mm-hmm. no, yeah. that's not true. They're not yeah. telling the truth. But anyway, um, so where are you now jessica with everything (laughs) yeah like so i actually am one of the um medium sizes i've ever been so this is the the weight i'm at right now is like about when i left high school and it was a completely different weight are you guys familiar with body recomposition Mm -mm. no basically in like the fitness um world is you lose fat gain muscle so your body changes but your weight is still the same oh yes so body recomp yeah that is where i'm at right now with all of the work i put in and the muscle growth that i had um muscle loss that i had in those two years i didn't work out i completely depleted myself on purpose to lose weight lose mass overall because i actually didn't lose very much weight i lost probably 10 pounds but it looked like i lost 30 Mm. 20 not 30 
Um, and so I am in middle, my middle grade weight my entire life that I've been at and I was happy at actually in high school. I didn't think really that much about myself in high school. I was, well, mainly because I was intoxicated the entire time, but <laughs> um, I didn't think about much yeah. <laughs> other than food. Um, but I am probably the most okay with my body right now than mm. I have ever been in my entire life. Mm. And I say okay because I still struggle every day. I'll st- some days I go without saying one thing to myself. Mm. Some days. Not every day, not most days. Some days. And I think that that's the hardest part is what are we doing personally to make it to where you don't have those feelings about yourself in a negative way? Where you can look at yourself and say... Wow, my hair looks really good today. I am super stoked about that. Mm. Wow, my butt is voluptuous. I'm super <laughs> happy about that today. Like, when when do we ever say positive things about ourselves to ourselves in the mirror? It's like in, like... Never? Yeah. Like, today, I was like, take my picture. I look great. <laughs> what do you mean we're not outfit? doing photos? Like, what, yeah, what do you mean? That I don't have a whole video of me walking down the street front, back, side, side. <laughs> look amazing. Yeah. You know, it's like we don't have those days all the time, but what are you doing to ensure that you might have a more than regular? Mm-hmm. I think that that's what's changed for me is mm-hmm. that, awesome. you know, I follow those affirmation pages a lot. Mm-hmm. I follow a lot of them. And it says and it, it is that moment where I'm scrolling through and looking at not even models, not even famous people. It is my friends. It's my mm-hmm. peers. It's acquaintances. And I'm like, what's wrong? Why can't why can't I have that? Where can I get that? Mm-hmm. What can I do to obtain that? Instead, and then I flip one more, you know, page down and it said, the opinion of others does not matter. Mm -hmm. The opinion of others does not define you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, we're grounded again. (laughs) Yeah. And you keep scrolling. Yeah. That's good. What do you do? Yeah. Because you are not your body. You are not, we're not the way we look on the outside. Mm -mm. But it is, it is hard. But it does all come back to not caring about what other people think. That's number one. Yeah. I mean. Because why else? Would you compare yourself to somebody else? Mm-hmm. That's true. Because you saw somebody that you think had what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, and those people struggle in the exact same ways. Like I'm looking, I'm it. staring at you yeah. girls and I'm like, the nose thing, the face thing, the beautiful skin. Like I could go on and on about how beautiful you two are and that there's nothing wrong with you, mm-hmm. but you're sitting there saying all these things about yourself at home. Yeah at home thinking about it right now I'm like "Mm, yeah it's hard to love myself right now that's Mm. for sure yeah I think it's really hard for myself because I remember when I lost my baby weight and my boobs got smaller after I nursed and I had never been happier with my body because my boobs are small Mm. I mean small for other most of the world (laughs) um still fairly large um, but for myself, I'm like, wow, I fit in a normal shirt. Like I can fit in a sized shirt that my body's supposed to fit. I always felt like I was disproportionate because I kind of was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to share my size on the podcast, but it did not fit my body. And it was hard because it, I just always felt out of place. I couldn't wear normal clothing, especially with my love handles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Both of Stop us are just like, but, are you kidding me? But when it's hard because when I, I lost my baby weight, which um, did for myself happen naturally, I'm still young and I'm really, really thankful that I have a fast metabolism. Um, I mean, I work towards it a little bit too, but I was still eating to make enough, produce enough 
milk for as long as I could type of thing and sustain that energy. Yeah. But it's hard getting back into this body and loving it where it's at. And so I'm still figuring that out every day. I'm still learning Mm -hmm. to love myself and it's really hard to take compliments for sure. Mm -hmm. Especially right now when I am really loving myself and I'm excited about where I'm at because that alone took a really long time. Like my normal body without a baby inside of me to love that body alone took, you know, 23 years and then a baby comes into play and it's like okay so how do i do it in this state because i'm gonna have to learn that a few more times hopefully one of the main reasons i didn't have a child and i don't want a child not main reasons but at the time when i was very sick in the mind about my body no way i'm not having a baby to ruin this yeah how hard i worked for this yeah hell no yeah not for me that was terrifying no way I'm not getting fat I'm Mm. not getting stretch marks because I will that's my luck I'm gonna get stretch marks that's gonna be my fault (laughs) I'm gonna have you know a loose you know I was Mm -hmm. dogging every beautiful thing that happens from having a child yeah because it was a physical thing Mm -hmm. granted I just don't want kids Bottom line. Bottom line. It does the things with the body and the things, but I just don't want them. But yeah, that was that was actually before I realized I really didn't want them. Want them? My excuse to not having them at that time was, nope, I'm not ruining this. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine having this disorder pregnant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, and I think that that's why, um, whether it's God, God's thing, or you know, a little bit of Him guiding me too, of me not being pregnant. And us, my, as a couple deciding that, I don't think he, I don't think I could have handled it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know where my, the darkness would have went mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Cause it was already pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. It gets dark. Yeah. I bet it's hormones. Are you joking? Yeah. They're yeah. the worst. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy when you start to restrict life because of outward appearance, but mm-hmm. it happens super easily. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. go to Mexico or a couple trips nope she's gonna be there heck no i'm um, huge i'm not going there yep, i'm yeah, not going to that. that couple <laughs> I'm not. oh a baby's nope i'm not going oh yeah heck no yeah. multiple yeah. times i would go if it was just guys yeah oh easily but if there's girls there no thank you yeah i haven't worn a bathing suit in five years probably shut up yeah what yeah that's why when we're talking about this stuff but see you roll your eyes <laughs> but oh, i know because I, I love your body yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's a, I i mean i often say i hate summer i mean i haven't worn like i haven't shown my arms in probably four summers because i don't like it you know really yeah it's it's a thing it's because i gained a little bit of weight when i worked at the coffee shop and i never gained weight before um because I was like the same height and weight until I was 17 and then I shot up to 5'7". I grew seven inches in like six months. Um, what? Yeah, so I went from, I was five foot and 98 pounds in my license picture at 16 and then I grew to 5'7 and then, you know, you gained weight and I was still really lanky, but then when you gain five pounds, even though that's not a lot, on my body it was and I, saw, and I do pictures all the time like with what I do for a living and I see myself in every single light and I'm like what has happened so it's like it doesn't matter what people say Mm -hmm. I mean that's the whole point of this this podcast it doesn't matter what I say to you or you say to me it's like I hate my arms and I do not want to show them yeah Mm -hmm. it is what it is girl yeah I still don't 
I know it's one of the, it is one of those things, but it, it's it's a daily struggle. It's not like there's a conclusion mm-hmm. to these things, you know. Right. I have tank tops in my closet that are brand new. The tags are still yep. on them. I probably have five of them. Yeah. Where it's like you're in the Me store too. and like this is really pretty. This looks amazing. I'll wear this on. one day. When I, I feel wear better. it. Uh, my arms are gonna get smaller. Yep. Mm. I mean, touched them. Yeah. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I think the the main thing, if if anybody out there is listening, they're just really really struggling with finding the start to redirecting your train of thought is really what it is mm-hmm. highly highly recommend reaching out to any person that is open about that struggle mm-hmm. and that's just looking up hashtags of body dysmorphia of eating disorder go find the person that most relates to you, they will never be just like you, but go find that person who relates the most to you and the struggle that you might be having right at this moment. It might be multiple people that you look for, but I can almost guarantee that you will find substance in one of those posts. Mm. One of them. Yeah. For me, it was multiple. It was reading their struggle and like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I am not alone. Obviously, there's three people here right now. We all have something and we're opposites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want your boobs smaller. I got bigger ones. I'd like boobs as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, like you want hips. your nose. You're like, you, you know, I think your nose is perfect. I think your nose is perfect. I want your it's nose. so dumb. I it's want your, I dumb. want your arms. Like, give me your arms. Give me your no yeah <laughs> you know it's just everybody has their struggle but there's going to be that person that you find out there that is struggling the same as you and they will express how they help themselves because mm-hmm. yeah, you can't yeah, you so, can't get that from somebody else yeah and i mean social media can do a lot of harm but it can do a lot of good yeah and i think we should remember that social media brought me down and then it picked me right back up yeah yeah that's usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say out of your whole experience would be like the silver lining of your time? Mm. That's really tough. Yeah. You don't have to have one either. I don't. You don't have one yet. Yeah. That's okay. I don't because I'm still struggling. But yeah. I could say maybe your silver lining. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Is yeah, that please. you're helping people by just yes. talking about okay. this stuff. Mm-hmm, and I true. think. Agreed. I think, I mean, we both appreciate you coming on for the second time and being vulnerable and honest. And, you know, if there is anyone out there listening, I'm sure you would love a DM. Actually, (laughs) I would. reach out to you, you know. I I very much would. I've always been very, very passionate about helping people and telling them that they're not alone in certain things. Mm -hmm. When I was working out, I had a lot of women reach out to me. How do you have the motivation? Where do you find the motivation? You are my motivation. What are you doing? What can I do? Accountability is really huge. Um, And when someone else is can understand what you're going through whether they're in it or they were in it those are the only people that you really want to listen to a lot of the time yeah yeah so yeah. thanks for being open and yeah, sharing absolutely. and being receptive absolutely you guys all are beautiful I know. Not everyone too. is very beautiful in their own way. I was way. talking to the audience, but I also mean oh. it for oh. you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Jessica, for being on the show. Absolutely. Well, Shakers, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed the show and understand just how many of us struggle with beauty and confidence. 
Just know you are all beautiful and loved and are never alone. If you haven't yet, join our Facebook group where we can dive into more of these topics, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders, and also follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Don't forget you can always email us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast at gmail.com or DM us to have your question featured on the show. So thank you for listening and we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the Salt and Pepper Podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday.